Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Funny Business Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We had a fantastic episode last week. All thanks to you guys. So thanks for tuning in again for another episode. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mr. Mike Gambita, and it wouldn't be possible today and every week if it wasn't for my best friend, my roommate for life, my other co-host, Mr. Matt Summers. Matt, how is episode six feeling for you today? It feels great. I think it's going to be the best one yet because I want to start the show off. I want to throw you a little bit of a curveball. I know. I want to suggest. I want to throw this out to you. I have a billion dollar idea for us, Matt. We this are, wasn't. This wasn't in the topics. I, what is I going understand. on? We. This is a billion dollar idea. All right, are we? So this. This came to me uh, a couple of nights ago when I was going into bed. So, step one: we need to invest in the world's largest pillow and pillowcase company. Okay. Right? So this idea came to me as I was putting a new pillowcase on my pillow. Sure. So, step one is to invest in the biggest pillow, pillowcase company. Because I'm assuming if you make pillows, you'll, you're probably in a pillowcase business. Somewhat. I, f- yeah. I feel like there is. But yeah. anyway, continue. And, okay. So, step two. We make all sizes. So, like, they have regular. So, like, there's a king size pillow, queen size pillow. Yeah. Standard size. We increase the size of each pillow. Okay. By, like, two inches. Let's just say two inches. Okay. So, then, is where the, G- the billion dollar idea comes in. When people buy new pillows, their old pillowcases won't work, so they have to buy new pillowcases for the new pillows, and we're billionaires. Boom. So we're trying world domination in trying to invest more in the pillow company business than anything else by expanding the pillow size and then having everybody kind of buy new pillows. Is that what it, you're going with? Exactly, because people are going to have to buy new pillows, so if we make the size of a regular pillow bigger... They're going to need to put pillowcase on it, and if their pillowcase is too short, because everyone has OCD nowadays, they're going to want to buy a pillowcase that's going to fit. It's perfect. It's foolproof. There's no flaws in this. I've thought this out. Matt, I'm 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 gonna. I'll let you I'll let you think that out a little bit more because I I'm still a little bit on edge. I was thinking more something with the podcast was going to help us out, but no, it's a bunch of pillows, everyone. So um, it's a genius idea, though. We'll we'll have that pillow talk off recording for our podcast. So, anyways, <laughs> speaking of companies and businesses, Matt, I thought I'd bring our entertainment topics for today with our first segment, talking about some restaurants and companies that offer some decent loyalty programs that are actually worth it. Um, What kind of inspired this? um, As you all are aware, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I highly recommend you listen to last week's episode because we were just going off the walls with some of our topics and everything else. But um, with myself and being fully invested with Moe's, spending about $6,000 plus, and I have to mention that again, I had texts, people asking me, being like, how did you do it? Why? Are you okay? Do you need to see a doctor? Do you need to see a nutritionist? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. Thank you very much. It is is mind-boggling still to this day. Still this day. (laughs) But anyway, the reason why Moe's does such a great job is with their app. And with their app itself, they offer $10 rewards for every 100 points that you earn within the time being itself. So for every $100 you spend you get $10 rewards. I kind of wanted to talk about some things that might actually be worth it in the sense of some of the businesses and companies that uh, offer such loyalty rewards or something similar. So um, Matt, kind of curious to hear what are some of your favorite companies or businesses that do such a thing? So another another company that, um, that I use the app for a lot is Duncan. Um, so Duncan, um, if you get, I think every 200 points, you get a free beverage, hot or cold, any size. Uh, and it's, it's not super hard to get up to 200 points. If you're a Duncan addict, like I am when you do, you know, you go like twice a week, three times a week during a normal work schedule. I actually got Duncan this week for the first time in like three months. It was awesome. Tasted delicious. And of course I use the app so I can get the points. Um, but I actually, I, I feel like, um, companies who have apps, really ahead of the game other than people who don't, especially in the restaurant business, because there's so many, you know, it's easy to just go on the app, make your order, make the, you know, pick it up, pay for it. And then obviously you get points. And I think, you know, people enjoy getting points for spending their uh, money for at your business. 
Yeah, Matt, I definitely think with an app integration, it certainly helps the business out as far as the accessibility within the loyalty rewards points. Um, I will mention a local restaurant that currently has an app that is like, I don't want to call it a chain, but it is a chain restaurant that has multiple locations, but they certainly are not like big brand chain like Moe's or Dunkin' Donuts. Um, they actually have an app and in order for you to get the points or get the stamp, I guess is what they're trying to do. Um, the manager actually has to come take your phone and enter a passcode. And I feel like that's totally not with the app as far as you trying to do something, because what if the manager is busy and you just ended up, you know, paying for your check and it's like, okay, like I want to get my points. And the manager's like, well, the manager's currently facing a situation right now. Like there's really, it's not totally convenient per the individual or per the customer. Um, but no, certainly Matt with Duncan, I mean, Duncan certainly has that app integration with you paying and you being able to do things like that. Um, another thing that, uh, I would like to bring up and I know everybody loves to make jokes about it, but really in reality, they do a good job as far as getting purchases for you is CVS. Um, I know with CVS, you get the, uh, scarf longed, uh, rewards receipts as far as when you scan your, uh, CVS rewards card. But I mean, in some cases, if you spend a decent amount there, you could get one, $3 off, $5 off sometimes discounts on some of the brands that you currently use. Um, I know it's kind of weird because some of the businesses are very much so into your tracking your purchases and everybody's like, that's the government. I don't want to spend on money and have the government track me where I am. But it's like, no, it's just the business that kind of wants to give you ideas and gives you, gives you bonus points to spend more at their store and it's loyalty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, CVS definitely their coupons aren't eco-friendly uh, with all the paper that's been out. But I mean, even like if you have like three coupons, like it might only be like, you know, ten dollars that you save, but it adds up at all the trips that you go there because you can get a lot at CVS. I mean, I've gone there for their in the stuff, and they have it. So yeah, I think I got a picture frame the one time, and I also got. I'm just thinking like face products and you know shampoo and and batteries. Like you could you could get a decent amount of things, but I think focused on the uh, the idea that um, really certainly gets it. So. Um, Matt, I'm going to throw it on to you for last topic because I feel like as the producer of the entertainment segment, our next topic is going to take a while. So um, any last loyalty or rewards programs that you uh, actually are interested in? So I'm going to go with Nike here. Um, so this is actually something I didn't know Nike did. And I I recently signed up to be like a Nike member. All you had to do was give your email address. It was free. Didn't even cost anything. Uh, the, the last couple, uh, I think it was a month ago. I went to buy a new pair of shoes online just because I needed a new pair of shoes. And I ended up getting them for half off. And I had a small gift card. But what I didn't realize is because I didn't see the email they sent that they put a $20 coupon in my account for my birthday. No kidding. Yeah. So I didn't even know. Like it took like $20 off the, off the, uh, the final purchase, which was cool because I didn't even, you know, I went on the checkout and I saw 20% coupon. I was like, what the heck's that for? Like I didn't even, I didn't do anything. And then saw my email that they just they do that every year. They'll put twenty percent coupon in your account for your birthday, which is awesome. I mean, for a store like Nike, it can get pretty expensive, and the shoes were pretty expensive. I ended up getting it for like half off. Yeah, I'm certainly a Nike person with my shoe wear, but certainly when it comes to the shirts or any type of sport clothing, like I actually went with the Dick's Sporting Goods uh, brand of uh, a top and some sweatpants when I was going to Florida, and that sounds totally wrong because it's literally Florida's like 80 degrees on a on a nice day. <laughs> but um, going from Philly to Orlando through the airport, not that uh, great uh, with the shorts if you're in Philly at the moment back in March. So <laughs> that was that was a wild time. Quick story on that. So Mike texted me. He's like, yeah, I got this like great brand of clothes like DSG. I never heard of them before. And I was like, oh, where did you get them at? He's like, oh, Dick Sporting Goods. I was like, huh. So could uh, DSG stand for Dick Sporting Goods? And he's like, uh, yeah, yep. That's probably listen, it. Listen, I, that, that was, that was totally me in trying to make a purchase that I totally, I don't want to say I, I couldn't afford. It just was the fact that I didn't need it, but it was nice to have. It wasn't those need to have basis. It was a nice to have basis. So. It, it's yeah. It's just kind of funny. Like, oh yeah, DSG. Uh, DSG. oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to our next topic. If you all can hear this from the microphone itself, it's time for another list, ladies and gentlemen. 
Our last list that we were working with on the Funny Business Podcast was talking about the top 10 chain restaurants. And that's, of course, when I opened up, we opened up itself, Matt, of talking about um, Moe's being literally the favorite place that we love as far as our top 10 chain restaurants. Um, but I thought I would challenge ourselves for this one, Matt. We did have some discussion before the podcast recording and was kind of talking about, well, can we do this? Well, can we do that? Can we do this? Can we do that? So for the folks at home, um, we're going to try to come up with the top eight songs that we all can agree on. Now, I started with that title itself. Then we kind of got a little complicated, Matt and I, because we're, we're two very uh, intricate and intelligent, complicated individuals here, um, as some of our people and friends and family would know, because we're totally exquisite. But moving on with the top eight songs of our generation that we can agree on. Because, Matt, I think you and I kind of uh, were on the same wavelength. We were like, well, we all we definitely know what number one is going to be anyway. But then that was a song that was dedicated, I think, a couple years back. If I'm feel, I didn't even confirm with you if we were on the same wavelength. But was that like certainly number one as far as it was, I think, 10, 15 years ago, I think? Yeah, hands down. Yeah, it was it was back, I think, from like 2003. So, so the songs that we're going to pick, I think, are going to be starting from the time we were in like middle school on so when we decided what music we wanted to listen to not really what we listened to as kids which may have been what our parents listened to yeah almost certainly it's the autonomy that we actually discover almost in the sense we discovered the music we wanted to have the music on our ipod or a spotify account and we listened to that music um certainly not an influence when we used to go did you ever go to a cd store matt uh i don't know if i actually went to a cd store i don't think i have yeah, there was this one um, back in my hometown of Honesdale that uh, was a local business that actually had CDs and you actually flipped through to try to see the CDs and actually bought a few from that. But um, Matt, we're going to try top eight songs. I feel like this will be a doozy because we're only allowed eight. Um, we certainly will give some honorable mentions. Um, however, I certainly want to start it off but i'll be the good friend and i'll give it to you to start off first as far as the first pick in our top eight. Oh man uh this is such a tough choice there's so many and i have a big list i'm gonna go i don't know if this one's necessarily going to be number one for all of these songs like i they're great songs it's just hard for me to say like which one's better so yeah. i'm gonna go for one that i think probably could be in the running for number one this is like right in the time of our middle school era. Okay. Uh, I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. You know what, Matt? That was actually on my list too, and I yeah. was like, "That's that's a pretty high it, up list itself." It, it's a song that people forget, but it was it still is a banger. And when it comes on, like you can't turn it off because it's just such a good song. Yeah. No, I I mean it, it certainly gave you a kind of the almost the good feels as as we would call it for that. So. Um, I, I certainly want to put it... See, that's the thing, Matt. I think for us, the the hardest time is going to be trying to actually place them and rank them in the official lists. Um, I'm going to say let's put it at number two for the moment. I feel like yeah. that's that's something that we can work with at the moment there. Absolutely. So, that's a good spot for it. Yeah. So yeah. I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas um, is going to be number two in our list. Now, Matt... Uh, I was actually uh, searching through Spotify before we started recording, just in case if I was going to forget anything. Um, but the one song that kept coming up that I know for a fact is almost or used to be in every sports arena, used to be at every party, every dance that we went to, um, that song is Turned Down For What by DJ Snake and Lil Jon. That's a good one because I actually did forget about that one. But yes, that that has to be on the list. It's just the classic, you know, you hear it, you just start dancing. You can't not dance to that song. Whether literally, you're throwing the, it back or, you know, doing the floss or... Putting it in the circle? Is that is that yeah. what they call it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> kids these days. Who knows? Kids these days. <laughs> so, Matt, I, I, I kind of threw down Black Eyed Peas in number two. Where would you want to put um, Turn Down for What? I feel like five is a good spot for it because there's not a whole lot of like lyrics in it, but it definitely deserves to be on the list because it is, it, like we said, it's a great song. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I was actually was listening to it before the podcast. So I was kind of, kind of taking a trip down memory lane. But um, Matt, throwing it back to you um, with another pick. Um, I'm going to go with TikTok by Kesha. You're kidding. Oh, yes. my gosh. I literally was like, eh, maybe, maybe not. And then be. I'm like tiktok like the app i can't first of all i can't believe kesha actually now ladies and gentlemen for those who are listening that knew what tiktok was before tiktok by kesha kesha was the first one not the company itself so putting that out there i'm a big kesha fan and tiktok i I think i know almost every word if we're we're being honest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of these songs I know almost every did you, word. Did you ever uh, wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy, Matt? I do every day. <laughs> hey, what up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> this is also the time where we embarrass ourselves and knowing some of the lyrics between these songs. So, um, Matt, I feel like I want to throw it. Oh, man. I feel like I want to throw it at number four, if I'm being honest. Because not. it's definitely... I got a feeling it was definitely one of those high songs. But number... But definitely going above Turn Down For What, because I feel like you're able to bop a little bit. Like, Turn Down For What is like a rave, no matter what you were doing. Like, it, it like you almost were bouncing, head bobbing, and like, Kesha, you kind of can like go easy with the song itself, so. Yeah, you can more choreograph a dance with TikTok than you can Turn Down For What. So I think four is a good spot for it. I actually had it in the top four, so. I agree. Now, Matt, you got? I s- I certainly don't want to include this individual, but I do have to give an honorable mention, which I feel like very unprecedented that we work with our list and we go straight to an honorable mention. Um, but Sam Smith, I've seen this on Twitter. I've liked it many times and I've used it and people have looked at me weird. But if Sam Smith's voice was a scented candle, I would buy it. Oh, I've never heard of that. So, um, Stay With Me by Sam Smith. I mean, I, I listen, I was listening to that when I was happy. I was listening to that when I was crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Sam, Smith's, Sam Smith's voice should be a scented candle, and I would buy that scented candle. You can quote me on that. Mike Gambita 2020. But I feel like I can't really put that in the top eight list, so I'm going to throw down Sam Smith, um, Stay With Me as an honorable mention. Yeah, uh, I'm fine with that because it's a good song, but definitely not not worthy of the top eight. Now, I'm going to throw a little bit of a today's hits um, out there as far as uh, one of our top eight. Um, Matt, I, I know you and I are, are complete fans when it comes to bands coming back or the band bringing it back together. Um, but certainly there's a, a song that I feel like I have to include myself. Um, because it, it's something that my girlfriend Jenna and I actually just from listening to the song, we both are so happy and we're dancing and sometimes dancing together. If like it's coming on when we're like in the kitchen, like making dinner, but it's uh sucker by the Jonas brothers. Yeah. I, that, that can be on the list. I mean, the Joe bros, they were great back when we were in elementary school and middle school and they're great again. And it's awesome. I'm hot. You're, You're cold. cold. <laughs> I thought I was going in there. What's that? No, but we definitely have to include a Dobro song on there. Yeah. Sucker's, Sucker's definitely the one to go with. So where do you, where do you think, Matt? Because I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, I'd say three is a good spot. I don't know how we don't have number one filled yet, but three is a good spot for that. I feel like we're kind of just sitting there being like, okay, so like number one, like we're... I'm I, Matt. I'm a little surprised here. You haven't thrown out T Swifty yet, so I I, I feel. I like mean, I have wrong. If we if we want to get that out Let, of the let's way, let's get that out of the way, shall we? So my favorite one with her is "You Belong with Me." <laughs> That's also one that I know every single word to, <laughs> and I am proud to say that I rock it every time it comes on in my car. Uh, you're on the phone with your girlfriend. She's upset. <laughs> Everyone is like tuning off right now because of how awful my singing is. I don't um, even want to get it stuck in my head because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in my head the rest of the podcast. Oh but I, yeah, that's definitely my top song from her. Matt, I'm I'm gonna actually rearrange a little bit because I could totally agree with you on um, "You Belong with Me" by Taylor Swift. So what I'm gonna do is I'm actually, if you're okay with it, I'm gonna push "Turn Down for What" and "TikTok" down to five and six, and put "You Belong with Me" by Taylor Swift at number four. That works. I'm down okay. for that. Cool. I'm down for that. Cool, 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 cool. So that's four. Um, you belong with me. 
with me. And then we're going to move that. This is all live time, ladies and gentlemen. So hopefully you all are understanding what this. So what, what slots do we have left? Number one? So we have number one, number seven, and number eight. And we also have an extra honorable mention itself if that does come up. Okay. What do you, let's, let's try to figure out number one. Do you have so, one that you have? Matt, this is literally something that has to culminate our entire generation from middle school on. That's like that's a tough choice. That's that's a lot of pressure, my friend. That is a <laughs> lot of pressure. <laughs> um, Matt, I feel like for us, something that I feel like to me would be something that you and I both know very much, and certainly from I have a I have a feeling. That tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> it's actually, I got a feeling. Um, whether we were in college with buckets or I felt like if we were in middle school, God's plan by Drake, I feel like would culminate our entire generation for the both of us if we didn't put that somewhere on the list. I was making my list and I went to print it out and then I walked down to my printer and I was like, oh, man, I forgot about God's plan. So I literally went back, put it on, and printed out a new list. Yeah, I mean, God's plan has to be on that on the, on the list. But Which is, is probably the one? only rap song we're going to have on the list. Maybe. Maybe. But is it number one? Yes. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I think we're going to put Drake, Drake at number one. Because it, there's, it's just, it brings, brings the people together. Gets the people going. Gets the people. I saw that song. Um, it, it's an expletive in Paris. And I was like, should I include that? And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to. <laughs> no, but you hear God's playing. You're under the dance floor, whether you're in middle school, high school, college, uh, your 60 year reunion. I don't know where. They're playing that at 60-year reunions. But at our 60-year reunion, if they play God's plan, we're running to the dance floor. Yeah, Matt, literally it, some of the best moments that I believe you and I have had has been the moment in which I pulled out my Instagram, my, pulled out my phone, put up Instagram with the stories and have done the lyrics of, well, actually done the, is it called the refrain of that whole thing? And like we filmed it because it was 15 seconds on the dot. Because yep. Instagram didn't allow you to do more than more than fifteen at the time. Wow, we're getting old. <laughs> Back in my day, <laughs> but every time on the dot, and it became a trend so much that when we went out, I was going to say every week, but when we went out, <laughs> Matt, give or Matt take, and I are on a video give or take, we're like, oh. <laughs> give or take every week, every time. It kind of just it. You said it best, Matt. It got the people together, and every time it did it, we did it. So, yeah, um, yeah I feel like God's plan is certainly up there. So, Matt, I'm throwing it back to you. We're looking at seven and eight right now. So I'm going to bring back a. This one might go an honorable mention, but I'm going to throw it out there now because it, I think it could sneak in at the end of the list. Okay. Um, you know, Tyro Cruz, Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah, that was a banger. That was a banger. Like, you just start to hear it at the beginning, like the first few seconds of the song where the music starts getting louder and louder, and you just get pumped. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, that that was good for sporting arenas. That was good for any birthday parties or, or any time. I mean, heck, I mean, we, we were kind of saying, like, we're going to come up with another list eventually. Um, if you want to, audience, uh, if you want us to go with a top 10 songs, our generation revived um, please let us know via our social media at Funny Business. Um, but certainly, Tayo Cruz by Dynamite. I mean, it's not only us that gets hyped. It's the kids that get hyped, too, that are completely under middle school age there. So um, I feel like, Matt, I want to throw it at number seven, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it's one of those songs where, like, no matter how, how old you are or where you're at, it's always going to be an appropriate song. Certainly. I, I'm really surprised we, we haven't included any, like, today's hits included. I mean, honestly, we, we've had more memories with the songs that we've been listing than anything. Um, you know, my, my, obviously, with the Joe Bros has been a little bit more personal, but um, I want to throw out our number eight song. And, and I'll give you the honorable mention that, that I feel I feel like that's fair, throwing the honorable mention to you when it comes to that. So, I remember in middle school to high school area so like in the in between that like eighth grade ninth grade 10th grade time there was a song by the band of lmfao and it was the party rock anthem 
And you can't was, you can't help but not be pumped when that song no. comes on. And every day you're shuffling. Like that's that's kind of the 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 basis here, man. So, um if you can agree with me, I feel like number 8 would be Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Absolutely. I mean, when that song came out, that's all that anyone listened to. Like everyone was just <laughs> obsessed with the song. Uh it's just you know, it's got a great beat and it I think it's a great spot to round off our, our list. Do you have an honorable mention there, sir? Yeah, uh this is an artist that I actually had two on this list, but I'm going to pick uh, what I think is a little bit of a better song. Uh, Bruno Mars. I'm going to go with Uptown Funk. Dude, I you cannot believe I wanted to include Bruno Mars so badly in this list. But, like, I mean, you literally have Uptown Funk, Locked Out of Heaven, Gorilla, my personal favorite, Versace on the Floor. But yep. I, I just... 24 Karat Magic. 24 Karat Magic. Uh, that's oh what I like. I think gosh. the problem... Like, not the problem with Bruno Mars, but why we couldn't put him in the top eight is because he has so many to choose from. And they're all so good, it's just hard to see which one stands out from the rest. But now I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Uptown Funk for this one. Now, what's really funny, Matt, is... Bruno Mars technically didn't write that song. It was, oh, that's uh, oh, yeah, that's true. It was Mark Ronson who actually uh, wrote the song. That's true. I did forget about that. But I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna keep it. I mean, kid, kidding or not, Bruno Mars was in the majority of that song. Yeah, yeah when you think it. of that song, you don't think of whatever his name is. I don't even know what his name see, is. See, you don't even know. Exactly. Like you think of Bruno Mars. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, our top eight with two honorable mentions of songs, top five song, top, sorry, not top five, used to this top five, top eight songs that are from our generation that we can agree on. With our honorable mentions, we have Uptown Funk uh, by Mark Ronson featuring Bruno Mars, as weird as that sound to say. Um, Sam Smith, stay with me. Of course, that scented candle. At number eight, we got Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Number seven, Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. Number six, Turn Down for What by Lil John and DJ Snake. Number four, sorry, number five, TikTok by Kesha. Number four, You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift. Number three, Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. Number two, I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. And at number one of the top eight songs that our generation, that we can both agree on, is God's Plan by drake matt i think that is a pretty good list and i feel like that is a good list to solidify within the segment absolutely it was was a lot of choices and uh tough to make some cuts but i think we did a good job certainly moving on to our final topic for the entertainment business today before (laughs) the business the funny business for the entertainment business for today uh last topic i know certainly we kind of went away with um having a guest on our show last week, which I thought was phenomenal. Thanks again, Emily Wenzel, for being a part of our show, um, talking about uh, almost language or native tongue. That's the best way I came up with it. But um, I kind of want to talk to Matt a little bit because uh, we kind of focused a little bit on our guest. Um, It's always a fun icebreaker to have because you kind of can realize and talk to the individuals, finding out who they really are and what they really follow. Um, So, Matt, my question to you is... If you could have lunch with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be? So this is a tough one because there's a lot of choices. Um, I think a lot of people who know me might think that I might pick Will Ferrell because he's my favorite actor. But I'm actually going to pick someone a little different. Uh, Maybe one that people might not think of, but he would be an awesome guest because he's an awesome guy. I'm going to go with Will Smith. Really? Um, Yeah, I I think Will Smith's a really cool dude. Um He's, he seems trendy enough that he, he'll know what, like, current things that are going on. He's on TikTok. He's on Twitter. And he's he's just an all-around funny guy. Uh, he made great movies. And, uh, Men in Black movies were some of my favorite growing up. Um, you know, obviously, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air TV show was maybe top ten of all-time TV shows, early sitcoms. And I just think he'd be a really cool guy to talk to. You know, he, he'll bring in some laughs. But you can also have, like, some serious conversations with him, I feel like, too. What, where would, uh, where would, uh, who would, and where, yeah, who would you pick for your, uh, dream guest? Because I don't really, I don't really know, like, if I'm going to be honest here for a sec, I don't know, like, what celebrities you do like or dislike. And so I'm curious to see what your answer is. Who, who would you think? I, I'm kind of curious because I would have picked, honestly, Matt, if it was me to pick your guest, it would have been Derek Jeter, but you kind of threw me off with the Will Smith. If I was picking, um, I would say maybe Gary V. Oh, dude, that that's a good one. But I did not. Because I know, know I know you one. like I know you like a lot of his stuff. 
I do. I do like a lot of his stuff. Um, what I, what I have been finding out myself, good sir, is the fact that I have been um, kind of going away from him. Honestly, oh, like, interesting. I know that's kind of like a, a, a thing that's like, well, Mike, why would you want to go away from, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk? Um, Gary Vaynerchuk is this Fortune 500 company marketing expert that literally you listen to him. You'll change your life if you're in a bad spot. I'll be completely honest. I read two of his books. Um, what I really found out is a lot of the things that I am talking about now to individuals is something that he's talking about every day. Now, it's not saying that I'm better with Gary Vee. Gary Vee has 110% more hustle than I do, ever. Um, but I just feel like if I'm hearing the same thing that I'm speaking about, then there's no correlation. And that's he has admitted it. He's like, if you really are doing what I'm doing, you can unfollow me. Like, I did my job. Like, so much perspective and so many good things. Um, but what I would really, who I would really like to have a sit down uh, lunch, I almost said dinner because, you know, I always think like a dinner perspective. Um, believe it or not, is Stephen Colbert from The Late Show. Oh, that's um, an interesting choice. So what what I've noticed with Stephen, um, Stephen Colbert, um, he is uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Um, obviously, the co-host took over David Letterman when David Letterman retired from his career in late night hosting. So Stephen took over. What I've seen in his behind-the-scenes work and all of the other aspects that of the show, whether it's Q&A from the audience, is, number one, how many stories he has. And number two, it seems like he was brought up. I feel like every host was brought up from, well, I started literally from the trash bottom, and now I'm here as a late host. And I really just am curious of seeing like exactly where he started, how he started. I'm sure I've heard of it before, but it just doesn't click to me at the moment. But just having an opportunity to, to have a conversation with him. Um, my dream job, obviously, Matt, is to become a late show host. But um, obviously, that that's kind of put on a hold because of Corona. And I can make that excuse because we're still in the recording phases of quarantine. But, um, you know, just for the simple fact of him, I would have gone with Jimmy Fallon. But I feel like I'd get more out of Stephen Colbert just from his experiences enough with jumping from a small network to going a very large network. Because I feel like he was on, I forget what it was, Comedy Central, I think, with the Colbert Report. Yes, like yeah, he, yep. So for him, going from a little little show to a major show, um, I'd li- literally love to hear some of his transitions and all that. So yeah, Stephen Colbert. But, you know, if I wanted to get, you know, my my thing out of the way, I'd totally pick uh, Natalie Portman, which is my my movie crush Oof. myself. But, you know, yeah, I can't go wrong with that. <laughs> Natalie Portman, if you're listening, let's grab some lunch sometime. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a girlfriend. Uh, I was going to say, watch words there. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah. So, Matt, let's uh, sometime let let's DM let's DM Will Smith and uh, Stephen Colbert and see if we can get get dinner with them. That that sounds like a challenge accepted. Both of our uh, DMing experiences have been absolutely flawless in our in our times of trying to DM people. No comment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, I feel like I got to go back to the second topic because I forgot to ask you. Yep. Hey, Matt. No, not Mo Bamba. What about next, Mo Bamba? Next question. No, irrelevant. <laughs> next question. All right, guys, when we come back, Matt has his sports topics along with his ticket segment. Don't go anywhere. Okay, let's slide into the sports segments for today. Speaking of sliding, we're going to talk about uh, Major League Baseball first. Uh, So Major League Baseball is all over the place in the news. People want to know if they're coming back, if they're not coming back, how are they going to pay the players, how much are they going to pay the players, uh, this week they released a ridiculous proposal on player cuts that we're not going to get into because I could go on a rant about that for 50 minutes. Let's not. Um, yes. So what I do want to focus on is some of the policies that they might um, put in place when the season does come back. One of the, f- maybe not the funniest ones, well, it's, it's pretty funny, is that they will not allow spitting by any player or coach in the dugout or on the field when games return. So it's kind of funny to think like, oh, like players can't spit. Why is this in the news? But as someone who played baseball for like 15 years growing up, I can tell you I spit constantly as a kid. 
like playing baseball. I was, if I was in the outfield, I was just spitting. I, and it wasn't even like I chewed gum or sunflower or uh, ate sunflower seeds. It was just the thing that, like, I don't know, you're a baseball player, you spit. So there's an article about Gabe Kapler, who is a former manager of the Phillies, uh, now manager of the San Francisco uh, Giants. And he actually explained that he thinks it's going to be a big challenge for players not being able to spit because it's, I guess it's kind of just like secondhand nature to them, which I think that's going a little overboard. I think, you know, if you can be on the field, you realize there's a pandemic going on, you you can not spit for a while, but it is going to, as a player, it would feel a little weird not spitting on the field since you've been doing it your whole life. Now, Matt, I, I certainly can, it, it's, atrocious at the fact of seeing big gobs of spit that the players especially when it's like artificial field and all that and like you just see it it's like, ugh, like. there's nothing <laughs> grosser than a baseball dugout after a game nothing ugh. now i'm curious matt are they discluding sunflower seed spitting like is that completely out of the picture yeah you, you can't spit anything out so you, you yeah so basically you can't eat sunflower seeds oh my god okay so that that's kind of an issue for me because i i mean when i started it's funny because teener league baseball matt and i both have like baseball backgrounds itself like uh, we're totally narps now in the in the the field of sports but um with the fact of i used to eat sunflower seeds when it was between innings and you know that was my like almost my comfort at the fact and i feel like that's kind of a comfort for baseball players is spitting and like it's totally disgusting and i know it's kind of turning off some of our viewers right now i'm just talking about spit but <laughs> let me say it right now spit um but i feel like for us with the sunflower seeds especially for me like i i, I don't what what's going to happen like are are we going to be spitting in cups now like is there some going to be some type of loophole where you know everybody's going to spit in the sunflower seed bucket and like everybody can just like pick it up and you know but also matt you did bring up like you don't want to be at a dugout after a major league baseball game because it's disgusting but like maybe is there going to be some proposals and precautions maybe if let's just say uh you get a sunflower seed bucket so that way the and i'm sure too the grounds crew is a big part in this whole situation itself because they're responsible for the upkeep of the field yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't see why they can't just like eat the sunflower seeds and spit it right into the garbage. Um, but uh, as someone that's had a little background in minor league baseball, like they do work tirelessly to keep the fields nice, and they are particularly uh, particularly cautious about what players do do on the field, and you know, even what they wear on their feet. So obviously, I understand like maybe the upkeep is a diff- is a bit of an issue. But I I don't know how, like what's gonna happen to someone spits during the game. Do they get like suspended? Do they get fined? What are do you gonna get do? thrown out? Like do they get thrown out? Like you see somebody spit? Like you're out of here! And it's like this could be the first time in the history someone gets fined for spitting during a baseball game. Matt, I I see this becoming an issue, and I'm hoping that there's at least some type of compromise because for somebody like me, like with the game itself, like sunflower seed sales are gonna go absolutely down. Bubblegum is going to go absolutely down. Chewing tobacco is going to be disgusting as always, and it's never, ever going to be a thing that anyone should do or or am interested in doing if you're playing baseball. Facts. <laughs> but um, with that, uh, you know, I hope there's, there's a compromise with that. I hope so, too, because the players are already going through so much, and if they have to, like, like they, they might just, like, involuntarily do it because they're just used to doing it. And it would be a shame, a shame to see someone get punished for something that, like, obviously, like, it, it would be against the rules. And I understand that the COVID-19 can pass through saliva, but it might just take, like, a week or so until guys get, get it in their mind that they can't do it. So uh, definitely interesting to see uh, how else baseball can stay relevant because they are all over the place lately in the news. I think, Matt, one of the, the biggest things that I, I feel like is surfacing stuff like this is because since there's nothing going on everybody's being very meticulous in some of the things that they're doing whether it's through their work through their personal life like you know people are exercising more because they have the time to do it and then like you know i think we were talking about it beforehand like what's going to happen when it all returns to quote normal like are people not going to exercise anymore but i feel like the mlb is certainly going through that time when they're like okay so while we have the time 
let's see what we can do to improve. And this is obviously one of the things they're trying to propose and come up with. So, yeah, people also just like to to ride on Major League Baseball. Like they're they're not the best with how they run their business, but you know, people still watch the sport anyway. So I feel like jokes for us, on them. I feel like MLB besides. As a whole, I guess here I'm trying to make a statement, but I don't. I certainly don't want to sound like I'm completely wrong. We hear more about player disciplines and actions in comparison to any other sport, and we don't necessarily see like the MLB in comparison to the NFL that's becoming a total you know deflate gate or you know I I don't see much drama unfold when it comes to the MLB and that that's just a take for me yeah that's probably true I think that has to do with like the popularity of the league it's declining a little bit but uh they're always you know just trying to find ways to compete against the NBA and the NH and the NHL and and the NFL so let moving on from a sport that isn't back yet to a sport that is I believe for the first time on this podcast we're going to talk about NASCAR so NASCAR has been back for a few weeks or so uh they've been doing about two races a week um, I was just reading online and I saw that NASCAR driver, Denny Hamlin, uh, who is a pretty popular driver, uh, one of the more productive drivers in, in the league. Uh, he was doing an interview, uh, with one of the, with personal sports. And I just found this story to be hilarious. Uh, so how this, this question got brought up was in one of the races, there was a driver, Kyle Busch who pretty much, not deliberately, but he pretty obviously crashed this guy, not on purpose, but it was pretty obvious, like, he didn't really give him much room to to move, and crashed him, and he was a single car crash, luckily he was okay, but what happened was Chase Elliott, the guy who spun out, um, he, he stayed on the track, got out of the car, stayed on the track, waited for Kyle Busch to come around, and gave him the middle finger as he was driving by. So one of the guys from Barstool asked Danny Hamlin, you know, is this common? Like, do people flip the bird off in a NASCAR? And Danny Hamlin uh, gave a pretty interesting response. Uh, his quote was pretty uh, straightforward. If you flip me off, it's a straight send. Meaning that if he gets flipped off by a driver during a race, you're going into the wall. Could like could you imagine if that happened in real life? How many car accidents there would be? Like people flip people <laughs> off all the time. Like who? Like, you're driving 200 miles an hour. You're gonna crash someone just because they flipped you off? Like, are you kidding me, Matt? I I think it's hilarious because um, you know I I actually got a chance to see NASCAR in our uh, quarantine time. It was very unique um, as far as what they were doing exactly. Um, I actually got a funny comment from uh, Jenna's dad. He calls it nap car instead of NASCAR. So it's, especially, it's probably the one sport you can nap with, oh nap to, gosh. and you you can understand how the race ended because they're just yeah. making a left turn. Yeah, so much for for NASCAR. Daytona was this this last week, right? Was it Daytona? Or no, was it? they they're only in Darlington and Charlotte. I think it was one of the four hundred laps. That was. I think I Darlington. Darlington. See, see how much we know about NASCAR, everybody. But this story is fascinating enough. But um, Matt, as far as NASCAR, what I always like to compare it to is us actually driving. And it's kind of like, what if somebody flipped you off? Like, you know, NASCAR, you're kind of, it's like a bunch of rats running on that rat wheel. Like, you're going to go around and round and round. And like, somebody decides to not, not be happy about your situation you're still on that rat wheel and you're certainly going to find each other at least sometime, whether that's before the race, after the race, during the race, like you're going to see each other and things aren't going to be pretty. But I I just think like, you know, it's almost like road rage as weird as it sounds like road rage in the fact of like NASCAR. I mean, everybody gets upset. Again, we talked about the MLB last topic, but like MLB, you get hit intentionally hit with a ball when a pitcher throws at you, like, You've seen people like literally come at Bryce Harper throws a helmet and tries to throw. That was a terrible throw, by the way. (laughs) And yet he's the highest paid MLB player in the entire history of everything. So it's like, and he can't throw a damn helmet. (laughs) I was just 
like if I was in a race and someone flipped me off, I don't know, I would just start laughing. <laughs> like you're doing this for a living, you're gonna flip me off. You know, I hate to bring up Ricky Bobby, but if you ain't first, you're last. That's so true. If you're gonna throw, you're gonna throw me the bird. Then uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get the bird back because I, I got it at Target. It was on sale. So <laughs> also, what what happens if like Denny Hamlin's driving around town? And someone flips him off. Does he like, <laughs> like, so he's just gonna send him off into like it's a ditch? Completely just well, boom, right, right into it. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that like guys flip each other off during the race. I mean, yeah, I this this whole thing about you know, I think it's true emotion and true nature that of course Denny Hamlin's just like not about it and will literally come at you. But I feel like again in our situation when we're in public, like. We're not going to sit there, and if somebody flips you off, you're going to just start ramming into them. Like, I feel like, again, it's that the bunch of rats that are in that rat wheel. Like, you can't get out of that rat wheel until that race is over, and you're literally your truck and yourself are, is out of that track. So I feel like there's more control in the emotions, which is, like, totally weird of saying, like, oh, well, Denny Hamlin has his emotions controlled. It is in a very much so secluded area that allows Denny Hamlin and other race racers to be this nature itself yeah i think sometimes it's just a, it's just the natural instinct to do like you know someone pisses you off you flip them to the bird also my last thought on this these guys go 200 miles an hour and you're going to take your hand off the wheel to flip so that seems like a safety issue to me <laughs> like like what if what if you take the hand off the wheel and you turn and your hand slips then you have no hands on the wheel you're going 200 miles an hour Matt, I was driving to uh, Jenna's house, I, I feel like, a couple weekends ago, and I literally, so so we're moving into the places where the horses and buggies are, are, are part of the roads, and um, I saw a very beautiful cart from, from a horse and buggy, like, just pulled off to the side, and I'm like, oh, would you look at that? And literally, I almost went off the road <laughs> because I was looking at that. Like, could you imagine 200 miles an hour, taking your hand, one hand off the steering wheel, and then trying to flip somebody off? Like, I, it's stupid. Like, I, I feel like that's why he's kind of like, why are you doing it? That's only going to instigate me into ramming you more. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, one other thing, I just thought of a genius idea for NASCAR. They should give them horns. So they can honk the horn at people. Can you imagine? You just like someone cut you off. <laughs> then they can make that that Family Guy clip when when they're driving behind each other. It's like, oh, some guy's driving slow, honks the horn. Uh, some guy just honks the horn. Right oh, I should totally flip him off. <laughs> now that's how you get popularity back in NASCAR: flipping that's the bird and horns. You can even make like a clown car horn. Matt, that, that's a better idea than your pillow idea. If I'm being no, come on, that pillow idea was great. <laughs> We're going to be billionaires, and you know it. Uh huh. Uh-huh, we are. Uh huh. <laughs> that concludes the sports segments for today. Let's move on to the ever so popular take it. So I have a pretty spicy one today. Uh, it's going to get heated. The last few have been fairly calm. Um. But this one, Mike, I'm curious to hear your opinion on. I'm just going to go right into it. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No, absolutely not. In the wise words of Mitch Haney, absolutely not. False, but I'll let you go first. No, you go first because no. I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear it. There's no good reason why pineapple can't go on pizza. So it's you're delicious. Saying, that's you the, s- that's why it belongs on. You saying you you say. That you like you if I if I gave you a pizza that had pineapple on it you would eat it. Yeah, I, I get pineapple on my pizza all the time, and I get it with more than just pineapple. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> what's what's wrong with pineapple on pizza? I, okay. I I don't understand the hate, Matt. I I feel like there is a hate. I it's just I I I have tried pineapple pizza before, just being like oh like you know it's the biggest debate ever with with pizza. Like I'm gonna try it. I was very disappointed at the fact of how much pineapple I tasted in comparison to pizza. And, like, for me, I want pizza. Like, and especially, like, I'll give you my favorite, buffalo chicken pizza. Mm -hmm. Buffalo chicken pizza, like, you taste the chicken. You taste the hot sauce. But you know it's a pizza. There is a distinct contrast between pineapple and pizza that pineapple just totally overtakes the pizza, and you don't even believe it's literally you're biting onto a flatbread 
that's like no flavor, no seasoning whatsoever. It's just a plain flatbread, and you're biting into pineapple topping. Well, his, I have two responses to that. One, you don't, you shouldn't just get pineapple on your pizza. Get other stuff on it. But you asked me, should pineapple go on pizza? Yeah, just sort of be a pizza topping. Like I don't, I personally, I'm not like, for example, I like pepperoni on pizza, but I don't like pepperoni pizza. Like I eat it with like meat lovers and stuff like that. Like I don't just eat a pineapple pizza. So like when I my order when I go to Mod Pizza, so like a build your own. Now, this might throw some people off. My order is pineapple, chicken, salami, and green peppers. It's great. The pineapple, here's why I like pineapple on my pizza. It gives it a little sweetness. Like, I don't like sweet sauce because it's too overpowering, but the pineapple gives it, like, a little sweetness, a little a little more juice to it. A little, a little, a little more juice. A little, a little more of the spicy meat. A little I... more pineapple on my pizza. No. No. Listen. Yes. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a, a a comparison that we both can understand. The crusty crab pizza is okay. the pizza for you and me. Yeah. What do you recall that pizza having? Uh was it pepperoni? Yes. Okay. I feel like it was. I'm I'm actually doing a Google search right now just to confirm. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying pepperoni is the only topping that can go on pizza? No, I I again okay. I literally so... said buffalo chicken pizza. Okay. But like. If pineapple does belong on pizza, it would be on the Krusty Krab pizza. I'm just saying. But you could say that about anything. They didn't put bacon on it. Bacon's great on pizza. They didn't put salami on it. Salami's banging on pizza. I mean, you're right. But at the same time, you're wrong. Because you think about it. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Could you imagine? Um, oh, gosh. Wow. Could you? Sp- SpongeBob? No. Steven, Steven Hillenberg? Is that? Yes. Yep. Could, could you imagine Steven Hillenberg putting pineapple on pizza? Dude would be flipping in his grave if he saw pineapple on pizza, especially the crusty crab pizza. This debate has has gone in a direction I did not see coming. <laughs> no, people who don't like pineapple on pizza just say, "Oh, it shouldn't go on. It's gross." Like, no, pineapple's delicious. Pizza's good. Pineapple on pizza equals good. What was that? What what was that equation? Your your hand motion. <laughs> uh, I, I was I, so I had my two index fingers pointed and made an equal sign. So I'm looking at the crusty crab pizza right now, Matt. All right, get light on me. It has pepperoni, okay, and mushrooms. My right, mushrooms are just gross, but that's a different topic. But yes, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I believe Matt. I okay, you you have a distinct taste. Let me put it that way. You you really have a distinct taste. I uh, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I like, for I me, like I have like, a pretty normal palate. Like for me itself, like when I get a pizza, you know, I know you said like I'm not a guy that just likes pepperoni. I'm not a guy like I actually do like pepperoni pizza to a degree a, a lot. Like if I literally didn't have any specialty pizza, like I know for a fact you're gonna have pepperoni pizza, everyone. So just just feed me pizza. If they have, feed me pizza and tell me I'm pretty. Um. Buffalo chicken, another one. Bacon ranch. I will go the distance of having ranch and bacon on my pizza, as well as meat lovers pizza. And especially, you know, I've um, you know, I've been expanding my palate a little bit um with foods, I guess. Um, <laughs> total sidebar. But sandwiches. I know this is totally a topic for another day. But sandwiches. Um, I just discovered a couple weeks ago that I actually like honey mustard on my sandwich. Now here's the thing, Matt. I'm a, I was a very picker, picker. I was a very picker eater. A picky eater at one point. I only ate turkey and a bun or turkey and bread. And then I upgraded to turkey, cheese, and bun or bread. Now, 24 years old, proud of it, I go from turkey, cheese, honey mustard, bread. Now you get to sit in the big boy chair. Yes, now I get to sit in the big boy table with the big boy chair. But, again, no. Pineapple, no. Like, uh, it's just like, I, I could see it. Okay, let's put it this way. I could totally see it being as a side. Like, okay, I'm going to have some pizza, and I'm going to have pineapple, like a fruit cup with pineapple in it. Like, totally would be okay with that. But you mixing those two, 
Like you're mixing Hawaiian and Italian. Like it's not <laughs> Hawaiian pizza is like... delicious too. Ham and pineapple, it's fire. So you're saying you would eat you would eat like a pizza and a fruit cup of with pineapple at the same time. It's okay. I guess I let's clear because if you eat at the same time, then you put the pineapple on the pizza. <laughs> Matt, Jenna would know this. She can confirm this. I'm not a person that eats everything that's on my plate. I will go one by one. I will eat the fruit cup first, then the pizza. I will eat. You know, if I if I literally okay, like when when we go to Wendy's, I have fries and my burger. I will eat the fries first, then I will eat my burger. If I had a fruit cup with pineapple, watermelon, uh, blueberries. Uh, honeydew. You ever try honeydew? I love honeydew. And honeydew yep. is amazing. Very good. Very like, good. Honeydew is amazing. Um, which is you know fantastic. But you know, have that fruit cup. I will eat that fruit cup first. Then I will have my pizza. Like I am not going to sit there, grab a bite, have a piece of fruit, grab a bite, have a piece of fruit. <laughs> so that's that's fine. But you're still going to have the same flavors in the palate. So you're but, still going to have the pineapple taste with the pizza. So 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 you want me. When I, okay, so you're, you're arguing again back to the, the sandwich part. I'm going to have a, a bite of my turkey and bread sandwich, turkey, cheese, and bread sandwich, and I'm going to lick a spoonful of honey mustard. Maybe, yeah. I I feel like that doesn't compare well. <laughs> Either way, pineapple on pizza is delicious, and I highly recommend it. Well, Matt, I feel like for us, that is a internet debate for us to decide um, so I think we're going to leave it up to our audience. Um, the question, uh, make sure you follow us on our social media at funny business entertainment, both on Facebook and Instagram, as well as funny business E N on Twitter, because you know, Twitter doesn't allow us more characters than what we were given. So, um, that's, that's okay. why the E N that's why the E N is on top of that. But, um, we'll certainly leave a poll up for you guys on Saturday, the day, the Saturday after our release on the podcast of Friday, um, but certainly let us know what you think. I'm sure all of you will choose, most of you, I should say, because, you know, it's America, free speech. Most of you will do pineapple does not belong on pizza. No, our listeners know better. Speaking of our listeners, Matt, I feel like while we have the time left, I feel like we need to send out an appreciation uh, segment to, to all of our listeners. Um, I think, Matt, to be completely honest... I think you and I never expected at least the caliber that we're currently facing with right now to be already on episode five. We're not even on a full set of 10 yet, and we're already getting some good feedback. We're already getting some good viewership and listenership, and even with our sponsors, too. You know, we've been doing fantastic with our sponsors. Absolutely fantastic. So, um, I, Matt, I, I don't know about you, but, but I certainly have been getting a lot of praise for, um, you know, even so... Huge shout out to Stephen Reed, Jenna's dad, who actually asked me, how can I listen to the podcast? He has gone the distance and asking me, how can I listen to your podcast? And I've showed him and it was like kind of the coolest thing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like we, we have somebody who listen like not really good with technology. Like he knows that for a fact. I had to help him out with an Apple Watch this past weekend. But I completely just we're getting so many people from every walk of life that is enjoying our podcast. So I feel like, Matt, I don't know about you on your end, but certainly has been good appraisal for, for what we've been doing lately. Yeah, no, I, we appreciate everybody that's reached out to us and you know shared their thoughts. Uh, it's definitely been a fun time. It's been quick. Can't believe we're already on episode six. But, um, yeah, it's been fun to do, fun to interact with all you guys. And uh, if you guys ever have any suggestions for anything that you want to do, let us know. We're always, you know, our DMs are open or our, our email, funnybusinessentertainment at gmail.com, always open. Absolutely. And and who knows, Matt, it may lead to us winning awards. I've seen, I've seen this winning awards and winning, you know, more sponsorships and, you know, giving back to the community in a certain way, any way that we can. But, um, you know, make sure, again, you know, we are an Apple Podcasts now, second episode that we're ringing in with a new episode on Apple Podcasts. So, um, please be sure to rate us five stars and leave us a review because that obviously helps us out in getting the podcast up to other audience members and being able to listen. We're also on our Spotify and our Anchor platform. Again, big shout out to Anchor for helping us getting up the podcast. Um, and if you go to our anchor.fm slash funny business, you're able to find out other modes of transportation to get you to the podcast itself. But unfortunately, Fortunately enough, 
Anchor does it all for you. And certainly, again, big shout out to Anchor for uh, getting us up with this podcast. So, um, Matt, I feel like we're going to call it and, uh, you know, being able to uh, play some Fortnite. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, before we uh, sign off for today, um, I think Matt and I actually hit a record for Fortnite. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to share it. And, and Matt, feel free to, to chime in, too. Um, we actually did, for the first time ever in our duo career, we, for the first time, won at least once during our quote sessions. And what we mean by that is when you log in and you start playing, we have won for an entire week. It's never been done before, and we probably just jinxed ourselves now that we said this, and next time we play, we probably won't win. But, yeah. you know, you never know. Yeah, we're uh, going to suck. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go back to being the players that we should be. Yes, but certainly if you do have a chance, we're usually live at least once a week. Um, it's over on my Mixer site at Mixer.com slash Mike Gambita. So if you do have the time, we're usually around 7.30-ish of when we live stream once a week. So um, please be sure to tune in um, if you want to hear us a little bit more candid than anything. But um, until next time, until next time, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. And if anyone has any ideas to help me with my pillow uh, phenomena, please send them my way. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>